Hey there, I'm Thel, and this is Southern Tomfoolery Plays Against the Aeon Throne. When I'm not busy tinkering with the Epic Tracer, hanging out at the Pools of Paradise, or trying to take my clothes off, I mean, for a tactical advantage, of course, I try to study up on the rules of this crazy universe I live in. So I thought we'd talk about some of the common abbreviations and terminology the players have used. I'm Josh Richards, the player behind Felino Marana, or Fel, and that's exactly what we're going to do. So, just take a deep breath, and I'll try to take this slow. It's really not as complex as it may sound. You ready? Here we go. In Dungeons & Dragons, there's a single armor count value, or AC, which is based on what armor you're wearing and how high your character's dexterity score is. In Starfinder, though, they've split AC into two different values, Energy Armor Count and Kinetic Armor Count, or EAC and KAC which we usually shorten even more into CAC. So, EAC, as the name suggests, is how resistant you are to energy-based damage, like, say, uh, a laser pistol, whereas KAC, or CAC, is for physical damage, uh, like a club to the face. If someone makes an attack, their roll has to either meet or beat their respective armor count depending on the weapon used. There are a number of things that factor into the total amount on an attack roll, depending on how good a character is with that type of weapon. If the attack lands, we then roll for how much damage is actually done, which is figured out by a die roll and how skilled the attacking character is with that weapon type. If it doesn't hit, no damage is done due to either missing entirely, the uh, enemy deflecting the attack, or the armor simply absorbing it. So, you still with me? Alright, next... There are difficulty checks, or DC, which are uh, how you determine if someone is successful with an action. For example, in the last episode, we needed to get the power back on to be able to open a door. In order to do that, there was an engineering check that uh, Fell had to succeed on, or you know, the power would not have been turned back on, and we'd have to find another way in or abandon that venture entirely. So, how high of a roll is needed... Uh, to be able to complete an action is based on the complexity of that action. So difficulty checks apply to a lot of different things. Uh, medicine, history, mysticism, life science, I mean, the list goes on. But, you know, our characters get bonuses called modifiers added to their roles based on how good they are at those things, making it easier to accomplish the things that our characters are good at. Then there's a uh, Another type of difficulty check entirely called a spell save DC, and it's particular to spells. This check is what the person being affected by a spell has to try to meet or beat with their die roll to either nullify the effects or at least minimize them, depending on what spells being used on them. Anyways, that's enough uh, rule explaining for now. Uh, hopefully this will help some of you get a better feel for what's going on, particularly in combat. Oh, and other news, uh, our website is live. Come visit us at southerntomfoolery.com. We'd love it if you drop in. Let us know what you think in the comments section on each episode page. Let's try to get some good discussions rolling. Finally, we're now listed just about anywhere you get your podcasts. But we'd all seriously appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes, as it'll help this show grow the most. And now that that's all out of the way, what you're really here for. This week's episode, Blanks for All the Fists. Enjoy.
What's happening, y'all? Uh, I'm gonna take a little sip of whiskey. <laughs> How are y'all doing? <laughs> whiskey DM tonight? Whiskey yeah. DM. Look out, world. Uh-oh. Mm. Well, we've got some Aslanti that need to do some killing. Um, need to be killed. Excuse you. Excuse oh, I'm you. Work. Well, ho- I, hopefully, I all your roles are have Great. whiskey dick. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> um, listen, I want to. I want to talk to you guys about something. Is it Jesus? Is it whiskey dick? Well, it's <laughs> <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> one of these things is not like the you other. Guys? I'm talking to the men here. Uh, no, um, Mr. Rogers. Um, I watched a I watched a documentary on him last night. Won't you be my neighbor? Very good. It just got me thinking about childhood development in programs that we watched as kids. And I was definitely a Mr. Rogers kid. Um, and it seems like a lot of your characters have a little mm, problems in their child development. And we'll get into that later, but I just kind of want to ask each of you, are you a Mr. Roger kid? Let's talk. Let's start with Emily. Was, was Mr. Rogers your jam or did you have a different? Um, I mean, I was aware of him. I watched him. Some, yeah. So who raised you if it wasn't Mr. Rogers? Yo, I was an outside kid. I didn't get to watch a lot of TV. (laughs) Oh, so you had a healthy, productive life. Okay. (laughs) Moving on. We lived in the country, so they just kind of put me outside and then shut the door, and I just stayed out there during the day. So you watched Possum television. I did. I watched Possum TV. Gotcha. PTV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The mm. classic, the classic. classic. What about you, Heath? Were you uh, Mr. Rogers, or was it more Sesame Street? Mm, no, uh, I mean, I, I think, think the, the wait. Let me just stop. I think the question should be Mr. Rogers or Sesame Street. All right, all right. I think that should be. I think that's a better question to ask. All right, Mr. Rogers or Sesame Street? Emily, sorry, I don't care. Watch your possums. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Heath, Mr. Rogers or Sesame Street? Like neither, honestly. He's a Caillou kid. That's what it was. <laughs> Caillou, fuck that guy. <sighs> what about you, John? Uh, actually, uh, Mr. Rogers, Mr. definitely, Rogers. man. Oh yeah. yeah, super wholesome, great, man. But you yeah. know what? Zeno Five didn't because he don't have no childhood. He was constructed. Uh, he was just made. He was made. Android. What yeah. about you, John? Grew up. More of a Bob Ross kid. Oh, okay. Bob Ross. A little equally bit, a little bit soothing party. tones, dulcet yeah. tones, right? Yeah. But, well, no, honestly, uh, I mean, neither Mr. Rogers or, I mean, there was definitely Sesame Street on in the house, but it was mostly whatever Disney movies we had on tape just on loop. You know? Okay. All right. A goofy movie for life. Yeah. So, you're, so you were definitely corrupted then as a uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. For sure. Now. Zach, I mean, we gotta come to you. Uh, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, oh, Mr. Rogers over Sesame Street for sure. I did really like Bob Ross. Uh, I like Mark Kistler's Imagination Station. I don't know if you ever watched that on oh, PBS. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I actually met Mark Kistler uh, at a Comic Con a few years ago. Really? Yeah, he asked me to. Uh, he asked me to watch his Emmy while he went to pee because he had to pee really bad. And I watched Mark Kissler's Emmy for like ten minutes. <laughs> Wait, sure still, I kid you not, I've got the auto, the signature photo. Robin, and I thought you were gonna say Emmy. Wow. I was like, oh, no, 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 I didn't steal <laughs> Mark Kissler's Emmy. You did, you did such oh, a good job watching this. Had a draw in three D, I would do no such thing. <laughs> Rubbing shoulders with the stars over here. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It was. It was a good documentary. I recommend you watching it. it what about it, that? It, Tom it brought Hanks a tear to my. It's coming out soon. I'm pretty excited about that, isn't it? Tom Hanks is Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Won't you be my neighbor? Yeah. Well, okay. won't you be my neighbor? Is the name of the documentary. Oh, okay. Then what's the other one? Uh, probably Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood goes to the movies. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it might be the same. I mean, that's that's his line. Um. Uh, but anyways, it was really it was a really touching movie. It's a beautiful and, day in the neighborhood is what it's called. There we yep. go. There, there we go. go. Um, I I bring this up because I can't help but wonder had these 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 Aslanti soldiers had Mister Rogers in their life, maybe they wouldn't be such assholes. Oh gosh, that's where we're going with this. I was <laughs> yeah, wondering I mean, how we're going to tie this in. I thought this was going to lead into like, look, I just don't want anybody to swear. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I get the vibe that there are some much more significant, like, cultural factors at work here. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. pretty sure, though, that the Aslanti Empire does not employ the use of Mr. Rogers-esque child-rearing. They're a civilization without PBS. I don't think you could have a functioning, like, authoritarian empire... Well, allowing the children to watch Mr. Rogers, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, on a, yeah, well, yeah, on a psychological com- developmental level, I don't it's think completely contradictory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to be talking masters, this kids full know. of propaganda, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Mr. Rogers was pretty outspoken too about things. Like, I, I sure. knew that kind of, but like when it was, anyways, we're off track. The point yeah. is, is that I think I think <laughs> that think? the Avanti could could use. Some Mr. Rogers in their life, but they don't have it for whatever reason. So now they are Our knocking down your, yeah, now yeah, they're knocking okay. down your door. But our boy oh. Mike is going to get a little surprise round on him because he's standing there, gun in hand, waiting to blast them right in the face. So, what's your first <laughs> line going to be, and why is it I'm the juggernaut, bitch? <laughs> uh, uh, right. I mean, we, we, me and John actually just talked yesterday about how I'm going to become the juggernaut. Like, straight up. I mean, uh, you, you basically are. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I, I think when faced with this, uh, Mike immediately like sees red. You know, it's like a, a, a bull being having a red cape waved in front of him. You know, this is the source of his trauma. But, uh, being the soldier that he is, thinks better of it, and he's going to drop his weapon and full attack with his fist. Uh, okay. Well, let's everybody roll initiative first. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and let's get into this thing. I mean, you're in Madeline's house, right? Or in his little uh, trailer, and you had just found Ooh, two a crits. data pad. That those of you in the temple side had found a data pad that had like a video message between um, Madeline and Sedona but before you could get any chance to really understand it you hear Mike get ready Uh, let's go well let's do the initiative I'm sorry the surprise round first and then we'll go around and talk initiative so Mike you're gonna Shoot, right? Like, he, I think you got to shoot because you had the gun ready. You can't move and attack. You need to move. I'm not moving. Attack. I'm dropping the gun. Like, you have no, dude, reach? you would fire that 
freaking can. Yeah, that Let makes no sense. Fire the tannic. Just fire it, dude. Mike would absolutely shoot. Pew, pew, pew. Without a doubt. I'll, I will do what you guys say my character would do. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah. You still have agency. I mean, like, so you were holding your... Just to get this straight, you're telling me you're holding your gun at the door in case somebody came so you could drop it and then punch him? We Man, um, you say it like that. <laughs> he, he just thought better of making a fuckload of noise, which we made a point about right before the end of last session. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, That's I'll do, fair. I'll That's do fair. what you guys want. No, let's do what Mike would do. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, but no, look, no, we're not going to no, make any these, noise. <laughs> these things are fixing to shoot at us, period. That's yeah, happening. Like, like yeah. They've got guns ready to go. If, like, if they make it to their turn order. Which they will. Well, I mean, you don't know. The thing is, looking here at initiative. Well, we'll get to that. Mike, you got the surprise on them. Door slides open. They've got guns trained at you. You see one directly in the doorway. He's the one kind of pulling it open. And then there's two kind of in a V-shape behind him with guns trained on the doorway. You've got a surprise around. What are you going to do? You tell me what you want to do. Don't listen to these jokers. Don't listen to me. What does Mike want to do? <laughs> Uh, nah, fuck you guys. You're gonna suffer the repercussions of, of goading me on in this. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna full attack with my fucking cannon. And ruin okay. any espionage chances we have. Alright, so first roll is an eight, eight. and a six. Wow. Yeah, um, <laughs> surprise! I miss. Uh, so... <laughs> Well, you, you tried, and you made a lot of noise, and now the entire garrison is coming for you. <laughs> Just kidding. Let's talk about our initiative. I got 22. Okay. Mike, what'd you get with that great shot? How how, how, how much initiative you got? A 19. 19. Okay. Zeno? Got a 23. Oh, watch out. Oh, what about you, Arn? 14. All right. Uh, and fell. Three. Three. Oh, three. Oh, are you uh, stripping again? I mean, maybe a little. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you needed some Mr. Rogers in your life too, Phil. But, yeah. um, okay, so Phil is going to be at the bottom of the turn order. But Zeno, looks like you're at the top of the 23. You hear Mike just fire. You know, you know he was standing guard at the door. Uh, what do you want to do? You're in the temple section. I want to immediately... Uh, head out to assist uh, Mike. Okay. So I would have to see since this is a new map. Is it due west to step out? We'll say it is for map purposes. Okay. Yeah, you're gonna go west. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna go west, and I imagine that that he's not going to just immediately run out there and make himself a target. He's gonna lean out that door just to see what the heck is going on. So this is the this is the outside right here, correct? You're you're no, that's you're stepping into Madeline's oh, uh, okay. apartment there, and then if you step step there for a second, so you can see. Sure. And so you're looking down the length, like turns at an L, and you look down the length, and you can see Mike, okay. kind of blocking the doorway. Okay. He just fired a shot, and there you can see the outline of at least one uh, Aslanti guard in the doorway okay so i am still inside so uh i can only hope that i muffle the sound because i cannot run uh, all the way south to that uh aslanti in time and do anything about it so i'm going to fire okay 
And I'm going to fire my azimuth laser rifle. Okay. Pew, pew. Oh. There it is. Okay, so we're doing a, a standard attack because you moved. Yes. What did you get on the roll there, my man? Okay, yeah, so I rolled an 18 on the hit and a minimum damage. Okay, so 18 is going to connect for that one damage Ooh. on the old, we'll call him Cadet Uno. Uno. Fancy. Uno. That's exotic. Where's so that's, that's, uh, that's his Lanty. Oh yeah! Oh, no, no, I'm not going to put that on any Spanish people. This, <laughs> it, this is what I'm going to call it because it's it's Soldier Uno. All right. So Zeno steps through the doorway, kind of peeks around, um, gets a shot off, but for only one fire damage. Yeah. A little laser blast. Pew. Okay, Ziva. Okay, got a, a couple questions. Okay. All right, so we have already been into Madeline's uh, personal space, so we would know this, but currently on the new map, I don't. Um, so, is the the bit south or north that is like it what? L's? Like, is the rest uh, of the room? So, if you were to walk out the door that Zeno just walked out of, you mm-hmm. hang a left, and it turns goes long ways down that way. Okay, and so from, from running from north to south is about sixty feet. Okay. And you're all connected to the north side of it. Okay. And I'm sorry, last question. So from there, the door that we originally entered in his personal chambers, was it on the left side? It's on the very south side. On the very of, south. Okay, so sweet. It's right here. And then there is a door here too. Yes. So that, all of that answers perfectly. And so Ziva is going to, in uh, through telepathy is going to tell Fel uh, to say uh, Fel, see if you can get that door open and go around so we can flank them from the outside and then she is going to move her spaces up I think she can make it right here so you go through the door into Madeline's uh, living quarters and you look down and again, you see Mike standing there kind of engaged with one of the soldiers and you slip right past Zeno's back. What are uh, you going to take a shot or are yeah. we just moving? Okay. We're just going right. to take a shot because there's already been multiple fires made. So let, let go. All right. Ooh, got a 19. That is a solid 19. hit. For three fire damage, that's pew, very pew, good. Pew. Yeah. Um, so, Ziva, you step forward and you're firing with a laser pistol, right? Just like a yes. single, you know. What does your laser pistol look like? We haven't talked uh, about that. So, I actually have interchangeable uh, covers for it. Of course you it, do. So. Of course you do. <laughs> uh, but currently, right now, it is a um, a gunmetal gray, kind of a matte color with a very pale pink uh, kind of shimmering line going down the side. It's very sleek. It's very right. sleek. Well, it, it, it does its it does its task, and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. A, a laser blast flies right by you, Zeno, and right by you, Mike. You're just trusting these folks behind you as they're just getting it over your shoulder, your big bolt, or maybe in between your legs, depending on where they're standing. But either way, the laser blast goes through the door and hits the Eslanti square in the chest. It, he growls almost fairly, which is kind of ridiculous, but that's what they do. All right, Mike, 
didn't do so good on the surprise man, but you got a full turn here. What you gonna uh, do? Uh, as as a soldier, I can sheath as part of a move action. Correct. So Ooh. I'm gonna sheath my weapon because I'm out of ammo in my cannon. Uh, and move forward and punch punch at this guy with my hammer fist. Little battle hammer of, fist action. All right. Battle love. So you just step through into the doorway and come swinging. Are you doing us? Uh, I guess it'll be a standard attack. Here we go. Fourteen. That's gonna hit my man. Oh, mm, ten damage, and you kill. You like the bullet hits the guard uh, guard Uno right in the chest and creates kind of like a fracture in their armor. And you capitalize on that and just like a straight punch right into it, and it just shatters the armor and stops the cadet's heart cold, and it falls backwards dead. Hell yeah. Cold-blooded. Okay, nice. Oops, sorry. Right. Gino says, uh, keep your personal comm units on. There should be more. Okay, uh, so I'm just going to uh, get out of the way. Excuse me. Well, Bert's through here. Uh, I, I I don't see any soldiers. Yeah, from where you, I am. you have no no line of sight on any soldiers currently. Hmm. So let's see how far that was. Then I'm just gonna uh, like double move, but double moving in Starfinder is like quadruple moving, isn't it? Well, you can up to quadruple move. You can use a full action to run, yeah. But I, I get up and, uh, you know, behind Mike. Okay. I don't have any other move. I mean, I can't have anything. So I just okay. rush. You just kind of rush in and get into the fray. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, sometimes that's what you got to do. Yeah. All right. These two Aslanti are going to just level attacks on Mike. Uh, we're talking... <laughs> Two full attacks with Imperial pacification rifles coming directly at Mike's grill. Here we go. First, uh, we're talking about Soldier Dose. That's going to be the left one. Oh my goodness. We have a critical fail on the first shot. Jams the gun. Can't get the second shot off. Um, And I grin. uh, (laughs) You grin. Aslanti Trace is going to do, try to do the same thing. Here we go. Full attack. And we're looking at misses on both. I don't know how they miss such a big dude, but and, 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 and Mike is just standing there like nonplussed. Like, dude, this I, is like literally got that. This is literally Star Wars. Like, like yeah, these the guys storm are stormtroopers. Yeah, the storm, they got Everybody's the aim. missing their blazer. Hey, man, tell you, you got the aim of a stormtrooper. All right. Well, fell. Just just wakes up to the party here at the bottom of the order. <laughs> yeah, hearing a whole bunch of commotion going on. Remembering what Ziva said to see if I can go out the back door and, and sneak around behind them. I'm going to do just that and make my way to the door. And is the door locked? No, it's completely open. All right. So I open the door. Yeah, and (laughs) I suppose that's it. Like, I'm I'm not. Does that count as a an action or anything? First time opening a door in Starfinder for me. Uh, no, we'll call that. uh, Yeah, just kind of you just 
Well, you know, because this is the temple door, so it's open to the public. There's no lock or anything. It was basically just kind of a little trigger to open it. So you step through the door outside and you can see one of the cadets kind of with their guns trained on the door into Madeline's uh, domicile. And he doesn't see you right now. Uh, so you, I'm going to give uh, you a plus two on your attack if yeah. you'd like to make one. I, I am going to do just that. Okay. So I'm going to attack that one with my azimuth laser rifle. You mean by that one? You mean which one is that? Trace. Trey. Trey. I didn't Trey. see Trey. Trey. So I'm going to shoot at Trey. For an eight to hit. Uh, you can't plus, touch Trey. Plus two. Plus two. End to hit. Yeah, no. It's not. Damn it. Appreciate that plus two, though. All right, so we're back up to the top of turn order. We're looking at round two here. Zeno, what are you going to do? One's I dead already. Mike's already laid one out. Race down south. Uh, I can do 30 feet. So that is right here. So that's basically, I'm just going to be doing my move action. That is, And that's it for me. Uh, that's your turn then, yes? Yes, I'm not All doing right. anything else. So we just moved a little bit closer into the action. Ziva, you're up. All right, so we are going to do a get em, uh at Trace, I suppose. And Can you see Trace? Shite. No, I can't. You don't even have to see him. It just says choose one enemy within 60 feet. I mean, okay, yeah, so you true. heard the shot. So you, yes. Yeah. Okay, yes. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll do it. Is um, it within 60 feet? Mm-hmm. If I do a straight shot. Yeah, all right, all right. Good, good. So that one is targeted with the get em. Yes, and then uh, and get them is a envoy improvisation, it's like yes. a skill that you have as an envoy, right? Yes. And yes. Uh, just to remind everybody, that gives a plus one morale bonus on attack rolls made against that enemy. So every attack roll made against that enemy until the her next turn, you get a plus one. Yes, that's what exactly. an envoy does for you guys. Mm-hmm. That's You're what your captain's doing for welcome. you. Space bar, space bar, space, space bar, basically, yeah. Um, and that's really all I can do because I can't see anybody and uh, I can't move because that was my move action. Oh, so bummer. That's Eva. Okay. <laughs> bummer. <laughs> Mike. Strong turn. <clears throat> Mike's going to confidently just step over the body of the guy he killed. <laughs> yeah, just like whatever. Grin- grinning all the while. It's, this is not like a... Like with your fang teeth, right? Your reptilian yeah. grin. Yeah. Just- you know, this like is this is, posing. this is a grin based not on actual happiness, but the thrill of the kill. Yeah. Gotcha. Big lizard cheese. And, and big walk, lizard. Big lizard. <laughs> and walk straight up to. Uh, He's a big old lizard, isn't he? <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. So that's you got you got a nice shot on this dude. A little punch action. Yeah. So all I'm right. gonna. I'm okay. I'm gonna punch him. Goddamn. I'm punch him. Uh oh, we're looking at a critical. Hey! Yeah! 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 I mean, that's a one-shot kill, my dude. How do you want to do it? Uh, I mean, just take his guitar, 
just break it over his head. <laughs> nah, nah, it's just it's just a, a Mike Tyson style, like from the floor almost, like right hook uppercut combination. Jesus. Holy cow, man. Mike Mike is a beast. I'm gonna have to like boost up some HPs against this dude, right? No, we cool, man. We cool. Holy that's crap. That's what Mike's supposed to be doing. Yeah, right? I that's mean, well, point. and a crit hit is a crit hit. That's I mean, a crit it's, hit. It's, it's double damage. Hit. And it's really good damage on that roll. On man. Rolls. Man. An 8.5 is his minimum did, damage. Did I guess did. it's terrible rolls, really, but he's just strong. <laughs> strong? Yeah, so Fel yeah. sees Trey just get decimated. It's like, holy fuck. Yeah, like the way your angle is all you can see <laughs> is Mike's power fist coming through through like, him, you know? Not, like, well, no, it's like an uppercut. It, like, lifts yeah. him off the fucking ground, you know? <laughs> he just, like, flies in the air kind of back. All right, Aaron, you're up. Okay. Jesus, Mike. I'm going to move out, step over the body, and immediately turn to... This is a dose, right? This is yes. Cadet Dose. Junior. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Nickname Junior. And I am going to... I'm going to peer into his mind, oh. find his vulnerability, and cast Mind Thrust. Nice. Nice. All right, so what are we looking at here? A uh, a will you save. A will save. That's going to be a 16 for the DC. All right. Oh, fails. The All right. Save. It's going to so, take 11... 11 psychic, psychic damage. damage. Oh my yeah. gosh, dude. Huge, huge. Yeah, huge. so I just I just absolutely uh, rock him with a little bit of mental mental magic. Yeah, you just put some of your Just some of your silently, grim, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's the thing. You put some of your grimness in his brain and it just Yeah. Couldn't you can't it. take you, you showed put him something little, he didn't want to see. You show him a little bit of the infinite, right? You yeah, know, like of the cosmos, the infinite void, and he can't take it. And like parts of his brain matter starts leaking out of his nose. Uh, Junior isn't feeling so good, but he's going to try to shoot you. Well, good luck, luck Junior. Right, and, uh, I don't think he's going to do a full attack, man. I really want this to hit, so we're going to look. We're just going to do a regular attack. <laughs> you want it to hit? I want it to hit, man. Yeah. <laughs> Critical fucking. Hit. Oh well, wow. okay then. Mm-hmm. Oof. So it just you're like, oh, and he just like pulls back and, and, and out of pure stupefaction, just fires and gets like a shot right into your neck, hitting you for ten piercing Ooh. damage. Wow. I'm into my HPs now, boys. Again. I, oh my. Nah. I know I, I oh, you almost did. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, that's actually correct. I would have eight hit points remaining. No. Wow. Wow. Ooh, that hurt. That okay. Hurt. Yeah. This one's mine. Fell, you're up. Fell is going to move up and see if he can get around the back. Uh, and that's really all he's going to do this. Oh, God, God. they're right there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, he's he's gonna move up and seeing what Bell sees now, uh, it's gonna hold his fire because Mike and Oren are both in the way. Uh, okay, Zeno number five, Zeno five alive. All right, so I, am, am I the only person that knows that reference in this group? 
Johnny Five. Okay, thank God. Yeah. So there's an age discrepancy here, just for those of you listening at home. Come on, man. I never know where I'm gonna hit that that barrier, you know? Right, right, right. No, I understand. I mean, I mean, mean, we were talking about uh, Mr. Rogers. I think we're all in that. Fraggle Rock is a little bit before my time, but. Yeah. <laughs> Fraggle Rock was my jam. Like, really? I almost brought it up. But, okay. Again, we're getting derailed by. I digress. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'll it's being cut. Nah. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> the banter. The banter is what makes it, dude. Um, no, that's going to be the game. Cut. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be the game. is going to proceed out the door, and he's going to get right here. And he's going to uh, try a daze. Now I understand uh, that will. it's going to provoke an opportunity. It will. It will. Um, but it's not because. But it's me, not because you have an ally within five feet of you or something. Well, no, because he had a ranged weapon. Um, ah, yeah, and you can't fire uh, close with it. Is, let me ask you this: Is uh, I'm just I don't know if it's long arm or a short arm. I would assume it's a long arm. If it's, a rifle, it's a rifle, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a rifle. Yeah, it's a rifle. So, so they, he's not going to get an attack of yeah. opportunity. So Zeno is just going to like put his finger to his temple and he's just going to try to almost kind of like the Vulcan mind meld, just like actually just touch his own head. I mean, touch the Aslanti's head okay. and try to daze him. In the DC, we're looking at a 14, right? 14. Do you want to tell our listeners we figured out what our DCs are? You want to give them a quick, quick rundown? So it's it's ten plus the uh, spellcasting modifier times the item. I mean, Wrong. times the spell. No, plus no. spells level. No, plus that was a good effort. Did I, did I, did I swipe? You're okay. close. It's you had ten plus the spells. It's ten plus the spells level plus uh, your spellcasting modifier. So that we get That's that to a fourteen. Uh, he rolls a six, so Junior is dazed. Fucking A. All right. Yeah, junior. Um, okay, Ziva. Okay. Um, so Ziva is going to go ahead and... I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just trying to figure this out. And I struggle, bus. What is... So I can run... And that's part of my move action. So instead of in five E, you can double move. That's uh-huh. not an option here. You can use a full action to run, which lets you move up to four times your speed. Mm, okay. But then you can't do anything else. That's okay. that's your full. You can't even do swift actions or anything. You can only do that. Poopsie doodles. Poopsie doodles. Um. Well, I'm gonna just come over here then, and. And that's pretty much it, because I can't see anybody. And so Ziva's just going to go sit on a pew because she can't chill. puke you. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's it because I can't use a move action. Sorry, guys, I got I got fucked up on that last combat, so she's hanging far back. This go, so yeah. Uh, okay, Mike, you're up. You can see the cadet like going for a communicator, or he was before he got dazed. Yeah, yeah, he's he's dazed. Yeah, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to step around Aron, and as I do say, i sorry about this, mate. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to punch at him. <laughs> so I, so I, know, oh, you I, can... I know you claimed this one, but... 
time is of the essence. That's Seven, a hit. 17 for 10.5. Yeah, that's a kill, man. <laughs> Tell me how you kill Junior. Uh, I mean, you know, there's only so many ways you can punch, man. So I just, I just walked, caught this, this whole fight, he's just walked confidently and not even like in a hurry to each enemy. But this way he just skirts around and just catches a good, like straight right bridge of the nose. Uh, yeah, and you just knock him right out. He's just sitting there like all kind of slack jawed and you just come up and bust his, the bridge of his nose and push his septum into his brain and he falls dead in front of you and everybody take 120 XP. Yay. XP. So since we're in a turn order, I'm, uh, Oren is going to walk up to, uh, Junior's body and take out his sidearm and just dump like four rounds into his corpse. Oh crap. Okay. All right. All right. Little tortured uh, soul over here, man. That was scary. Can you say the XP number again? <laughs> One, two, zero. <laughs> we 120. Have, yeah, 630 XP after yep. this. Yeah. In layman's terms, that's 120. <laughs> um, yeah, so can... So you guys made pretty short work of those guys. Were you worried? I'm worried about all the noise that we just made. Yeah, I'm worried yeah, about the ramifications that have it. yet to come. All right, so yeah, what do you want to do in regards we, to that? We need to get these bodies in the temple. No, we need to get these bodies away from here, and so do we need to get away from here, too. So don't forget that the forest is, like, right here. Yeah. Right, right at the back of this We thing. should absolutely grab these bodies and stash them in the forest. They're going to have tracking on their armor or something. I know know I'm being that guy, but is there anything to loot? Just leave them. It's the the same as all the others. Okay. All right. Sometimes it's about sending a message. Yeah, but we're trying to be incognitus. What incognitus? I mean, they're going to know that these soldiers are missing. Well, if we drag them into the woods and, like, electrify them, we could blame it on the monkeys. Electrify the corpses. Do you guys have any electricity? You know, electricity definitely creates bullet holes. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Zeno is going to already start dragging a body. Yeah. Start dragging a body rather than, you know, sit here and discuss it. Ziva is also going to try to do that. All right. So it looks like dragging is the plan. You got overruled there, Arn. So go. Pick one up, but yeah, yeah. Oren's got to like <laughs> tighten his scarf a little tighter to sort of stop this bleeding. Uh, yeah, and Fel's hurting. Fell's standing there with his like one hand on the back of his head, just like, oh Jesus. Yeah, we we storm just off to the side. We take off their little beepy button things and and. Beepy buttons. We gotta get rid of the beefy. The yeah, beepy buttons. The beepy buttons. Um, okay, so that's three more down. Yeah. You guys keeping track? Yes, uh, I am. So you said it was 25 to 30. We've already killed six total. So we're down. I mean, we're still in the mid-20s, a little less. So that's nine total now, right? Oh, is it nine now? Okay. Well, you Because we've only killed six. We killed three that was in the uh, the jungle, and then we killed three in here, in yeah. this area, in this map. That's six. You're missing some. We killed two. Jellet killed one. 
There and then also Mitchell killed three. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So the, nine. All right. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, was there was the, count those. Yeah. There was the first combat, which was with just you against three. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. there was the one where the two showed up with the Hobgars. Yep. Relic mm-hmm. killed one, and you guys just killed three. So we're looking at nine total. Nine total. So yeah, we're roughly twenty-one out of okay. thirty. All right. So you guys go in uh, and kind of like sink into the woods, right? Um, and you pull the bodies off. What do you want to do? Like, what's your what's your next plan of action here? I'm uh I'm gonna get naked. We need to take a ten minute rest so I can spend your <laughs> yeah. half point. And get my can we back. can we hustle back to uh Jellic and Abretus and fucking chill, lay low? Yeah, you can definitely do that if you'd like to. I think like, that's the most prudent decision. Yeah, good decision. Because I mean, as far as like amount of time wise, how long would it take us to get back around the jungle? Oh, ten minutes. Okay, cool. All right. Then yeah, based on uh, Aaron's current situation, I yeah, think, I mean, he's, I'm losing blood. Yeah, there's blood over here. Okay, we do that. All right. Um, so you guys make your way back around, <clears throat> and you go through the little panel that you know exists. That's like kind of loose. Slip in undetected. No, no problems. You don't hear any alarms sound in the colony. Um, but you kind of get in there. <sighs> oh goodness. And, uh, you, when you, when you go in, you know, you go into that living area and you hear the sound of a working on something in her shop, but she's not in the living area and you don't see Jellic anywhere. So you guys can, you guys kind of have the space to yourselves at this point. So, yeah, basically, I'm just going to spend the next 10 minutes sort of stabilizing my wound and use a resolve point to get my stamina points back. So you're going to use a resolve to get your stamina stamina, back. I'm missing two HP, but I want want my... Yeah, you're not going to get any HP back, but you're going to get all your stamina back. Yeah, right, right. Good enough for me. I don't like... I've already used my... Um, healing touch, my or healing touch for the day, yeah. and I don't want to waste a spell slot on two HP. Just doesn't seem, yeah, worth um, it yet. Okay, so I'm gonna give you guys a minute to kind of just. So you're back, you're good. I'm gonna give you guys a minute to kind of discuss what you want to do with the rest of the day. I mean, that only took maybe two hours total, if that. I mean, mm-hmm. really, that was kind of an in and out thing, and you can certainly assess that you did manage to kill two birds with one stone. I mean, this must've been the patrol, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so you've actually knocked out two missions. Do you need a refresher of what your missions are? Nope. Okay. No. At least the monkey. Right, so I, may, I don't, ha- I didn't write down anywhere. So you guys uh, discussed the monkey. What, you, what are you, what do you want to do? I'd like to pour party. over the documents that we discovered. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I think <clears throat> what, you know, Everybody no. really wants to know is like, let's see this. Let's see the hologram, the Help Me Obi Wan Kenobi hologram. Exactly. You know what exactly. I mean? Because like, we are. It's only hope. Yeah. We are yeah. accurate. Might even say we're a new hope. <laughs> oh. Get out. Get, <laughs> get out. <laughs> Just go. <laughs> Just go. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, but yeah, we do that. 
So no, we we bored Adam to tears. He left. Oh, that's damn. what happened. It was that joke. It was that yeah, shy it joke. Was it was? <laughs> oh, damn it! And I didn't even make it. That's yeah. I feel good about myself. No, no, he's just getting Thanks. more whiskey. Thanks, Josh. I needed that one. I needed that's a win today. You're welcome. <laughs> I just imagine Adam over there is a like, yum 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 whiskey in my tummy. <laughs> Scotch, yummy, Scotch, yummy yummy yummy. yummy. I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch, scotch, scotch. <laughs> um, so what? Are, what? Are, what is the plan here? We want to look at the thing. At what the, thing? Oh, yeah, thing. we're going to pour over the documents. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, we're going to look at the little data pad, huh? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. So you had hacked the data pad, right? And you saw this video transmission that was on the pad, and it went a little something like this. Um, you hear Madeline speaking. What did you find out there, Sedona? Sedona. Madeline, it's incredible. There is a large starship here in the middle of the forest. It must have been here for years. We almost mistook it for a hill with all the growth that has overtaken the hull. Its nose is buried into the ground. Must be from when it crashed. Our curiosity got the best of us, and we went in through the open hatch. Sedona, that is too dangerous. You should have waited for us to come out there. Or better yet, come back and let us plan a proper excavation. I know, Madeline. You can fill my ear up about it later. But look. And Sedona turns her handheld device so the camera can turn to an engine room of an ancient starship. Technology and wiring that looks old and frayed and almost archaic to you lines the walls and the ceilings. Then, as the camera pans further, a huge drive engine, well, maybe not so huge, but a huge space like harness for a drive engine, is there, and it's unlike any tech that you have ever seen, and it fills the screen as she's kind of using her communications device to show Madeline. This drive core is a cube about three feet cubed composed of an alloy an alloy that you don't recognize its surface is smooth and devoid of any panels switches lights any instruments it's just this very smooth three foot cube what is that sedona i don't know exactly the ship looks to be outfitted with interstellar mounts and harnesses but This isn't drift tech. This is a huge find. But, Madeline, this ship is an Aslanti. From before the gap. Oh! Get out of there, Sedona. Now, I'll be coming momentarily. End transmission. And then there's a file attached to that that has a rough schematic of this technomagical artifact. It's listed, uh, it says Rune Drive Imagery is the name of the file and it comes up and it's kind of like this hovering little of this cube but you, I mean, you can't really glean anything. From it. You've never seen anything like this. Oren is fascinated. His, his demeanor is like instantly changed. This is uh 
this is his jam. He's he's super stoked about about this. This is this you know, this is huge. We're we're into some pre-cap stuff. Where's the ship at? Does anyone know? Um, no. Susan's like, did they mention that at any point? No, no. They yeah. mentioned that it was only in the middle of the forest. No. We have to find this ship. They mistook it for a hill, although that's not much to go on. Well. Maybe we can speak to Abreta and see if she is familiar with any area that they may have uh, maybe going uh, some of the other uh, Aslanti sound come, decision come in and out of the uh, encampment what, what about the other the piece of paper that uh, I took, oh know? yeah so that was just a, a report about a mining accident in the Blue Tin Mountains which is a range on this planet um, you can assess from the report that the colony had sent some people out to do some mining um, and that there was an accident, uh, but that everybody survived the accident and are, are there recovering. Um, you can uh, you can kind of surmise that maybe the Aslanti don't necessarily know about the mining expeditions or if they do their focus is on maintaining control over the colony because you're starting to piece together that you're looking at their the ranks of the Aslanti soldiers that these are low rank soldiers and that it's a small garrison that's holding this Mm -hmm. obviously small enough that Abreta of course has felt that she can mount a resistance so maybe they just don't have the manpower to to go do that um, but it's certainly a concern. Nonetheless, it's just a report about a mining accident. Okay. It doesn't list uh, people involved in it or anything? Just yeah, it lists names, but okay. it's none that right. you recognize. Okay. All right. Um, so, if a, if a Rita doesn't know anything about this ship, then Orin is going to want to do whatever they have to do to get Sedona back to get some information on this. Absolutely. So let's let's assess maybe this is a good time for you guys to discuss what you know about the situation. You know, like it might be worth just kind of piecing some some of that stuff together, you know? What do you know first of all, let's start with Sedona. Where what do you know about her in the situation that she's in? They captured her, right? Yes. Well, we she's do we know where they're they are being held in the garrison. Yes. Okay. And the he garrison and is, here, is here in the camp. Here in the yeah, center. Yeah, the garrison is right in the center of the colony. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we need to thin out. We basically just need to eliminate the Aslanti force here in Madeline's Landing. Yes. Or give them reason to go elsewhere. What, like, like, like blowing some shit up? <laughs> well, I mean... Look, I'm always down for some fireworks. They have... Uh, Bretta has given us opportunities to weaken them. Um, I think we can absolutely still do those and, you know, bring, bring down their morale at least. Um... So just to clarify, like it's not on this 
map, Adam, the garrison isn't listed. Yeah, it's, it's right, correct. It's right in the middle. Okay. Right here, right here. Cool. Right where you would have landed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Going back just a scooch, when we were still in space and we did the scan and everything, mm-hmm. did we see anything outside of the colony? Like, did we notice any kind of life signatures when we did that scan? I can't recall off the top of my head. Okay. It was static. Uh, there was not anything that we could well, gain. Static, static was jamming the communications, but you did get a scan, but you only scanned the surrounding area. Exactly. And so you did not. Okay. Um, so, go ahead. No, I, I was, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, I think the best thing that we could do would probably be go for the hobgars and the traps to cause more of a disruption but the moisture collector would probably rally more colonists to to the cause, mm-hmm. you know, uh, by by giving them water, you know, supplies. They they would probably be more amicable to rising up against and you know coming to arms with us against the empire. So I think you know going going through and killing them all sounds like a great plan until you know we've got fifteen of them attacking the five of us. Mm-hmm. Especially if they're any higher rank or any, you know, there's there has to be a command contingent contingent here as well, of some sort. <clears throat> and I, I don't know. I think I really think that we need to get the the locals to work with us to help take that down to free Sedona and uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Madelon. Um, and as far as like just layout of the map. We can, you know, skirt the jungle again along the north and east sides and then come out right there at the water uh, collector thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that way we can kind of scope out a little bit more of the camp or the colony uh, before we go directly into the middle where the, the hobgars are. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The hobgars are pretty close to the garrison. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm assuming there will be additional forces located in that area. Uh, I mean, do you definitely know that there are more soldiers here? However, you, I mean, Abreta, who's been here kind of assessing the situation, did kind of let you know that there was really only one patrol. Yeah. So you've got a little time here. Now, that patrol has been taken out. Things can change quickly, but you've got a little time here. You know. So, would all of the other, like, soldier people be in the garrison, or do they have a place that they would stay? Like, it would be inside the garrison? So, you would know that the garrison is where their their base of operations is. Okay, okay. If I might make a a suggestion. Uh, At that... Oh, go ahead. Uh, We could perhaps do the... uh, assist with the moisture collector and from there build the morale of the colonists and they could perhaps uh, provide a distraction and spread out those soldiers I mean in theory we could uh, yes we we could do this Uh, we could even use the hobgars as the actual distraction yes so yes. Um, at that, you hear the clanging of a Breda stop. 
and she kind of walks in with a rag on her, uh, you know, over her hands. She's kind of wiping off some grease and she says, Oh, well, I see y'all have made it back. Did you accomplish anything today, this morning? What? Tell me about it. What'd, you, what'd y'all do? Got shot. Blown <laughs> up. Oh, you look all right to me. I mean, you're still standing. Yeah, it could be worse. There's no Safety such thing as re- <laughs> there's no such thing as resistance without blood. Am I right? I know all too well. Um, I think that we may have taken out uh, two of your uh, opportunities at once. I believe the uh, patrol came by as we were uh, in Madeline's place. Uh, um, so yes, we took them down, three of the guards, and we retrieved some information. So yes, this is this is fant- man, this is fantastic. I am so proud of y'all. I I knew I could count on y'all. I think I'm going to introduce you, start introducing you to some of the other resistance tonight. But for now, let's let's take a moment and just eat. I like to eat when I feel celebratory. You guys want to eat? Come on. And by the way, have you seen Jellic? Is he? I guess he ain't with you. Huh? He uh, left this morning. And I hadn't seen him. Going to ask you if you had seen him. No, I've been busy. Oh, uh, which reminds me, I did do some uh, modifications to that badge that you gave me. Excellent. I mean, I was giving you a little bit of hell earlier about it because you were asking me to do the thing that it already does. But I did find a way to uh, to modify it that might be a little helpful. First of all, I tuned it to myself and Jellic this morning before he left. So it'll glow yellow anytime you see one of us. And I recommend that all of you do it as well. But also, I added a, another feature. This time, if it if it delight glows blue that means something's up and that i need you or it's a it's a it's my easiest way to give you a warning from anywhere i'm at i i can't give you any specifics of what it means but if you see it you either need to come back to me directly or be on alert because something's something has happened it's kind of my sos that if we're going to be working together in this resistance i figured we needed a way to communicate very quietly so if it turns blue that's when you need to come see me all right very well. Right. Understood. Uh, you don't have any uh, spare ammo for a light reaction cannon, do you? Uh, I, I see what I can find. I, I'm sure I got something lying around. I mean, in fact, come here, let me show you something. And she, usher, she ushers you um, kind of into her workshop. Nice. Uh, do all of you go, or just Mike? Or yes, I do. Uh, now, yeah. Fell's definitely gonna go. Mm, right. Check it out. All right, so, so she says. I guess we're all going. Then. So you see a pretty, pretty messy junk shop with bunches uh, with a bunch of different like projects, all in different states of progress. You know, um, and then there's like a a crate with a tarp over it kind of pushed up against the wall and she goes over and she says check this out and she kind of pulls back a little bit of the tarp and you can look behind it and you can see that this crate is on a little bit of a slider that you wouldn't be able to see just at first glance like you have to really look at it she's like check this out and she pulls it and there's like a little crawl space that goes down up under the um, her workshop 
She says, now when the Aslanti first came, they made a hell of a ruckus. They, they killed some folks and they took all of our munitions. But, you know, bless his heart, Jellic has a good idea every now and then. And he he stored some a few, a few items down here that turns out it's going to be useful. I've been saving them for whenever we decide to make an attack on the garrison. But since you're here and looks like y'all are going to be the ones doing it, perhaps this is for you. <laughs> and she kind of goes down it's this tiny little crawl space like it's would be barely enough room for all of you to fit but there's like a little shelf on it that has um you know basic artillery has uh basic laser rifles and and guns uh and then has a couple kinetic weapons you know all your basics that would come with a colony some hunting rifles and stuff like that and she says and and at the very end, there's there's a tub of, tub of ammo there. And I think I got enough there for all y'all to take a clip. Nice. That's very nice. Wait, so to get this straight, right? The one good idea Jellic had was a safe room? I mean, another good idea he had was marrying me. It was my bad idea to say yes, but... Hindsight's 20 <laughs> just saying, his one good idea being a safe room is about par for the course for old Jellic. Um, uh, speaking of Jellic, I'm sorry, what it is that he does here? Well, <laughs> a whole lot of... He's a scientist. A whole lot of nothing. Uh, he said he, he was not a scientist when we first met him. Yeah, he's he's more of my, or he was my assistant. <laughs> but he just kind of got in my way more than he helped. Uh, <laughs> so he really just ended up kind of becoming a cook for the colony. Loathe as I am to admit it, the man can cook. and uh, That's a valuable position. Yeah, it, it is. You got to give him credit where credit is due, I guess. And uh, So every Friday night, he used to cook like community supper for everybody it was really quite sweet but other than that he's pretty fucking useless <laughs> so, so like six days out of the week he's a mooch and the one day he's like a i mean i wouldn't say he's a mooch he's one of those people that tries real hard you know what i mean he, he tries but he just he just can't help himself but bumble through every goddamn thing he does <laughs> like fell what oh come on now I'm i not just wink at you i just wink at you <laughs> yeah, I mean, y'all are old friends. That makes yeah. sense, right? Yeah. Um, and and I like immediately like take a clip and like like load my cannon and shoot it back. I'm like, all right, good to go. Um, <laughs> good to go. Good to go. All, all right, sudden, dude. thanks, love. All your sudden. motion detector bad motion detector badge starts blinking red. Oh snap! Uh, and and we all hide in the crowd space. Yeah, she recognizes. She says, "Oh shit, y'all be quiet. Be very, very quiet. There's only one person other than Jellic that be coming to visit me today. We, I plan my visit so I know who's coming. This has got to be, it's got to be him." Um, gonna get in that crawl space. What? I was say, you we're, said we we're already get. We're already in the crawl okay. space. Y'all, y'all just, y'all just stay here. Uh, please don't make a sound. I cannot afford. Uh, they are they're already looking for a reason to hang me so just stay quiet um so you guys kind of get in the cross face and it's tight it's super tight and she's like i'm really sorry about this as she like 
moves the crate back over, and it's like pitch dark in there. And then you hear on her door, Open up, Abretta. We need to talk. You hear. She goes up to the door. You can hear her walking up, and you can hear her open the door. She says, what do you, what do you want, Olaraja? Uh, why does it always have to be so tense with you, Abretta? You don't always need to have this tit for tat. But, unfortunately, I am here under distressing circumstances. You see, a few of my men have gone missing. They failed to check in on their rounds, and, well, I was hoping that maybe you might tell me where they are, or perhaps your troublemaking husband, ex-husband, she corrects, Perhaps you know about of his whereabouts. I have heard rumors that he has shown his face back in this colony, and, well, I, for such a bumbling fool, that's quite brave. And I imagine he probably came here first. So tell me, Abretta, has he come to visit you, and do you know anything about my missing soldiers? She says... No, I haven't seen that good-for-nothing son of a bitch since he ran out like the coward he is. No? Well, then certainly you wouldn't mind if I came in and took a look around, would you? Uh, no, no, uh, of course not. Come on in. And you hear her kind of step out of the way as not just one set of footsteps, but... Four sets of footsteps come in. And you hear three of them are very heavy. And they start just, you can hear them tossing about her living space. Um, just like turning it over, clattering, coming from the kitchen. Then they get closer as they move into the her workshop. They say, and Olaraja, you you can only surmise is the only one speaking common, says, I apologize for the lack of manners that these young cadets show, but must understand. We must be thorough. And they're like turning over everything. And like there she was like working on some sort of like telescope type device and and you can hear one of the Aslanti just pick it up and just crack crack it over her their knee and just and you hear her kind of and that was three months of work Ugh. why why are you doing this I told you I ain't seen him just can, why I, I'm, I mean why can't you just leave us in peace you got what you wanted you got control of the colony what do you expect to find? I need everybody to roll stealth checks. Oh, I'm gonna fuck this up. Oh, this is bad. Oh, this is gonna be bad. Yep. 
Come on, baby. 22. 22 from Oren. And 19, 19 from Ziva. 16 Look, for Fel. 16 for Fel. Oh, come on. Zeno's got a 16. It's down to you, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Uh, I, I told you. I'm Don't fuck up that up. baseline, Mike. Come on, big boy. <laughs> yeah. 13. All right. All right. Their perception roll was high. And you hear one of the Aslanti come over to the crate. And you hear otherwise just say, oh, oh, what is it, Junior 2? <laughs> <laughs> uh, junior, Junior? Junior, Junior. Yeah. Uh, Abretta, surely you're not hiding something from us? And you hear the fingers of one of the Aslanti start to pull the crate. And we'll see ya! Kids, go watch Mr. Rogers. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs>